This is Perspectives. Sure, an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock, right here on Channel 2, we get the Emmy Award-winning television show, Blackish, the story of an African-American family, their parents just making their way with now five kids. And there's Pops and the mother-in-law and the neighbors. This you know, but what you might not know is this. The man who created the show, Kenya Barris, studied at Clark Atlanta University. What you also may not know is that Kenya Barris's wife, board-certified anesthesiologist, Dr. Rainbow Barris, also studied at Clark Atlanta University. In fact, just this past weekend, they were here. Kenya Barris received an honorary degree, the couple donating $1 million to the school. That's awesome. And what's even more awesome is that Dr. Rainbow Barris is my guest sitting right across from me in studio with her book, which is just Oh, you're going to love it. Keeping up with the Johnsons, Bo's Guide to Blackish Parenting. Dr. Rainbow Bears, welcome. Were you always rainbow as a child? I did not appreciate the name until I got older. Of course, <laughs> I didn't grow up in a generation of uh, being different was cool. You know, I wanted to be Kim. <laughs> My sisters were Lisa and Dana. I'm like, why would you name me this awful name? Uh, but of course, I appreciate it now. So you were always rainbow. And you are the inspiration for the character Rainbow Johnson on Blackish. So this is the stories coming out of your house? Yes. Yep. Most of the stories on the show uh, are direct reflections of things that we experience in our home. Unlike the family on television, you and your husband are the parents of six children? That is correct. The youngest just now approaching the terrible twos? That is correct, yes. The, the youngest is um, was is a reflection of the baby that Tracy's character just had. So that all a lot of that story was playing out in our home, and he decided to bring it to the show. That is super. But I really want to talk about is the book. So the show's been on for four seasons, but I read that you've had the the idea for this book in your head for, for quite a long time, and you've, as the character did at the end of last season into this season, decided to step away from the practice of medicine to focus on the family. I'm reading that's what you did, and, and now there's a book. Yes. So um, many of the situations on the, the show reflect what is going on in our home, and this in particular, this situation in particular with the baby, um, I had never taken time off from work. It was a, a different uh, delivery and birth experience for the character as it was for me. And it forced me to take time off that I really had not taken before. And I extended that time. And um, during my time off, we were approached about um, you know, writing a parenting book. So uh, I think if I had been working again, it would have been another excuse for me to say, no, it's not the right time, I can't do it. But um, because I wasn't, it was perfect timing. So you dedicate the book to the souls uh, without whom your life would not be possible. Tell me a little bit about your your family, your children. <laughs> they are, um, so we have six kids. First three are girls, second three are boys. Kaylee, Leah, Lola, Bo, 
Kenya wanted to name him after me. Don't ask me why. And um, you didn't like your, and you didn't you didn't like your name as a little girl. I did not at all. And so I'm like, oh, I don't want to name him this. But I'm like, you know what? It's our first son. We'll probably not have any more kids. So you can name him what you want to name him. Um, and Cass and Bronx is the baby. Um, and they really are very much so character the characters that are that are on the show because there's not as many of them. There's a little bit of an argument about between the kids about um, the youngest two, the middle, the older two boys. They used to be the youngest two um, about who, you know, what character was them. And none of them, of course, are exact. It's still acting. Um, but uh, the oldest character is much very much so based off of our oldest daughter. The, the second boy is like our second daughter, et cetera. So what has it been like for you to see stories that have happened in your home? portrayed on screen and then to sit down and you write about it. I mean, your husband is a writer and you are a writer now as well. Uh, initially, it's it's challenging. It's difficult. Um, once you realize that these stories are um, not just resonating with other families, but, are, but I think are really helping them and helping them to see um, things that may be difficult in their life in a different way, um, and understanding that other families are going through that, it becomes a lot easier. Um, I start to realize like this really isn't just about me and my family. Um, the more difficult part personally is really with the kids when they um, f- are uncomfortable or you know didn't know that he, he their dad was going to put something on the show, and then I just tell them to say it was made up. It's Hollywood. <laughs> Share with our audience a little bit of your story, your growing up, coming to Clark Atlanta to go to school, knowing that you were going to get a, your undergrad in biology and that you were going to grow up and be a doctor. Uh, so I had no idea I was going to grow up to be a doctor, actually. Um, I'm from L.A., and I uh, grew up very much so like the character. I come from a, a mixed um, family. My mom's black. My dad's white. I was, you know, mostly raised by my mom. They weren't together. So I've always identified as a black woman. I think that's how the world has seen me. And um, You and Princess Megan. Yeah, we went to the same high school, actually. And You're a, kidding and me. And apparently, apparently I just heard that her parents were married at the same church by the same person as my parents, which is the most random thing because it is a very random place. So that's just a side note. We'll take it, though. <laughs> Um, so I grew up in L.A., um, and I knew that I liked school. You know, I think it was a, a good distraction for me. I think it was a way to keep some uh, order to what was a sometimes hectic and chaotic uh, home. You know, my mom worked a lot, and I had two older sisters, and, uh, you know, we had a lot, of, lot going on. Um, and... I really felt like when it was time for me to go away to school or to start college, I was the first person to go to college in my family. Um, I felt like at that time I needed to be, I wanted to get away and I felt like I needed to be in Atlanta. I don't know why, but I've just had some, something in Atlanta felt like it was right for me. Um, And, you know, I, I didn't apply to a lot of schools. I did get into a very big UC school that um, most people would have said, like, you know, that was your opportunity. But I realized that the, the, the student or the person makes the school. The school doesn't make the student. And, um, you know, it still can be, ch- it can be a little bit scary to think, you know, 
I'm not going to go to a school that has the reputation of a UC school and what that means. But I think for me, it was really life changing. I really don't think that I would um, have even thought it was possible for me to go to medical school had I not been at Clark. It sounds as if you genuinely cherish the HBCU experience. I really do. I think it is unlike any other. I think it is unbelievably special. And in knowing that, you know, the world is not like this, I think to have that experience is, you know, really was life changing. And, and you know, I would sometimes come to school and just be in awe of, you know, all these beautiful people. And, you know, everyone is going to school. It was it's something I had never experienced. So. It's something to see when you come to a city like Atlanta, where there are so many accomplished black professional families with their high achieving children, the family that you and your husband are raising right now in California. You know, I it's hard to think of it like that, but I guess in some ways that is true. Um, and this was the first place that I saw that. Now you say you and Kenya, you knew him from when you were 14 years old? Yes, so and I he went, went and he came to school here. That what's that story? So it it, it seems random, but I, I you know as my life has has progressed, I really don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe in accidents. Um, so I went to an all girls school in L.A. He went to an all boys school, and uh, he was he was popular at my school. He uh, would come there often. He had a few girlfriends at least, and we were friends. Um, he graduated before I did, and we would talk off and on, you know, over the years. Sometimes we would talk a lot, and sometimes we didn't talk often um, or talk that much. And right when before I graduated, he called me and asked me what I was doing, and I said, oh, I'm, gonna, you know, I'm going to Atlanta. He's like, oh, I moved out here last year. And I'm like, oh, you did? He's like, I'll look for you when you get here. I'm like, okay. So he yeah, literally right. found, no, he found me, like, after being on campus for, like, 20 minutes, he literally found me. <laughs> um, and then we still didn't didn't date uh, when we were here at Clark. We didn't start dating until I graduated from Clark. And he had already moved back home, and I was coming home, and he said, can I pick you up from the airport? And I said, sure. And um, for me, something in that moment changed, and I felt a way about him that I had never felt before. So. And as they say, then the rest, and six children. <laughs> right, and six children later. <laughs> Talk about being a woman who has it all, has done it all, is having that work-life balance. You have family, you've had a, had a career, you have a career. Now your career is as author as it has been as, as a mom. How have you done that and stayed so fabulous? You know, I like to think that um, it's it's hard to hear some you know people say, "Oh, you have it all," because I think that as a woman, I think as a as a mother, I think as a black woman, um, and I think as a mom, especially when something is presented to you, you step up to the plate. And because you know Kenya has has his career and has certain you know uh, op- like public obligations, and so then I'm you know obliged to to go to those things with him um you know i I, I, have to do the red carpet i come out of you know if when i'm working i literally come out of scrubs i run into his office with my clothes have someone meet me there you know it's not (laughs) i'm i'm happy to shower every day like literally and i have days where i'm like smelling my underarms like did i shower oops so um you know i think it is just 
been an organic process for our life, and I don't um, think that I am much different than than many other women. Indeed, you're not, but you are an author. Your book, Keeping Up with the Johnsons, Bo's Guide to Blackish Parenting. In case you're just joining us, our guest is Dr. Rainbow Barris. She is the wife of Kenya Barris, and... He is the creator of the television show Blackish, the television show Grownish. He wrote Girls Trip, and you guys have six children. So tell us about because I know you have to get into this in in the book. I saw where you did balancing the years that you were expecting, continuing to perform, you know, working. You're a working mother, and making all that work for you. I. Uh... <laughs> Struggle is real, yeah, right? The struggle is real, and it's and it's every day. Um, I, um, as I said earlier, was the first person in my family to in my home and uh, to go to college. So, going to college and then um, you know deciding to go to medical school, getting into medical school was a really big deal, not just for me but for my family and of for course. my mother. Of course. So at each step along the way, I'm sorry um, that it's warm in here. That's okay. You're, you're fine. I sweat. Um, <laughs> um, at each step along the way, um, when I would make a decision that seemed to maybe be putting my path a little bit off track, I got a lot of pushback, especially from my mom. You know, like, what are you doing? You're crazy. You're going to ruin your life. Um, you know, just wait. She'd always tell me, just wait, just wait, just wait till the next step and wait till the next step. And what I've really learned is that for um, women who want to have a career, I don't think there's a right time. I don't think that, you know, waiting until this next step or next step, I don't think it makes it easier or better. I think I just had to make a decision that, um, you know, I'm going to add a new challenge to my life. And I know that it's going to affect me in a way that it is not going to affect Kenya. It's not going to affect the man the same way. Um, it took me a while to accept that part of things. But, um you know, like, I just don't think that there's a right time for to do anything as a woman, especially with a career when you want to have a family. So you just you do it. And, and I was young. <laughs> I don't think I could do it now. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys were students here in Atlanta, you guys were here at the best time to be in Atlanta. I'm sure you experienced the Freaknik experience. Well, when <laughs> yes, we, we had we I was at the last great Freaknik. <laughs> I, oh, and I so hope that perhaps that ends up a story as Junior is now about to go off to college, and we've already got Zoe has gone off to college as characters in the show. How is it for you seeing your, your, your and you've said before, sometimes you just tell the kids, oh, I just say it's, it's Hollywood, it's mm -hmm. all made up. But in your heart, you see that these are your stories, and they're being told to millions of people every week, and those stories resonate with the viewers. That has to be rewarding. It is rewarding and it's therapeutic. And, and when I say that I tell the kids, you know, like I'll tell other people it's made up and they may do that outside of home. I'm not sure. But it does start conversation in our home as well, because um, in a television show, you have a nice package of a story. And in reality, in real life, that's not always how that story, uh, you know, plays out. And so it does even start conversation for us and it is therapeutic for us. And we continue to talk about things that um, we may not have felt like we resolved or didn't resolve well or the right way. Or so, you know, we're very much so we're, you know, we have blackish night. We watch it together just like other people. And we, you know, talk about the things on the show, I think, just like other people do, too. So. 
And I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but as if we've as we've gone through this season, the family's hit a bit of a rough patch, and I think it's sort of set a lot of us viewers back on our heels. Please tell us that's not real and that there's a happy ending. I just said I wasn't going to ask, and I just went ahead and asked. That's okay. Um, no, they the it it finished. I think that I think that last episode played, um, and it was not real for us at that time. But of course, we have been through challenging times. Kenya did talk to me before he started to, um, you know, pin that arc. To, to yeah, pin that next and you know part. And I, I actually really, really wanted him to do it. I think that it is important to show this couple as being flawed. I think that is what the show has done for so many people. And to to kind of leave that out after four seasons, to me, feels like it, it's just, it's, it wasn't being genuine if it came to him. And it did. And it came to him that he wanted to do it. So I very much so supported it. And, um, you know, part of the pushback, I think, that he got was like, well, people are going to think it's what you're going through with this. And I was like, it doesn't matter if that's what people think, you know, because People are going to think what they what they want, but to show these characters in a difficult situation and as being real um, and flawed and having real issues, I thought and think is very very important. Of the many issues that you tackle in Keeping Up with the Johnsons, Bo's Guide to Blackish Parenting, which you originally were going to write from your point of view and then wrote it from the characters' point of view, so to speak. What are some of the top? What are two or three of the most important issues that you believe will resonate with readers? Well, I think the biggest overall picture is that you get stories from um, different times, not just in my life, but also with uh, different experiences that I've had with um, my kids at different times in their life, so age ranges. So I have stories in there from when my kids are babies to um, teaching your kids how to drive to, you know, traveling. is the pooping in public story real? <laughs> Digging out a diaper? You have to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> so pick it up and uh, you'll see. But yeah, everything in the book is is personal and real. And um, that was actually the, the the first chapter was <laughs> was like a test chapter for me to see like what can I write about and you know how can I you know how will this be perceived? Um, and so I made I made a decision at the end to keep that as the first chapter and to put it in as opposed to not because I really want people to know that like I am vulnerable and imperfect and flawed and I am praying and hoping every day that I can raise children that uh, will be just a little bit better people than, than I am. And you really wanted that personified in in the character that Tracy Ellis Ross plays as well, correct? Well, that I I I don't I'm not a writer as far as like television, so I don't write for the show. Um, but you know, I think Kenya, you write about or he's he's been able to write about something that so well because it's so personal to him. Um, and you know, Tracy's a wonderful actor. Anthony's a wonderful actor. So I think they are able to um, take these characters and portray them the way you know. I think they. I think all actors probably take something and, and make it their own. But um, because the stories are so real to Kenya, that um, when he writes about them, um, their the way that they're acted out and played out is very organic. How was it for you writing a book? Did it once you started? Did it come easy once you got through? Okay, I'm going to tell this story, and there it is. You know, 
it was great that I had deadlines. <laughs> so <laughs> I think if I did not have deadlines and it's like someone calling me and like, no, you got to do this today, right now, like yesterday, I'm like, no. So um, no, it was not easy. It was very out of my element, very, um, it was very scary, very challenging. Just simply writing for me um, is, is scary. Um, but again, I felt like I was approached about doing it at the right time and to not take that opportunity, I felt like would have, you know, not just been foolish for me, but I uh, would have not, I feel like other people would have missed out on, um, you know, an opportunity to see a different side of a family that I think they already appreciate and love. Oh, yes, we do. What do you want readers to take away from the book? <laughs> Take one day at a time, and uh, no one is perfect. We're all in this together. You're never alone. Um, it's it's been done before, and um, it will get better. What are your 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 plans to do next? Just focus on being a mom and taking care of your six children. Yeah, I think that's. I think whatever comes. Um, naturally you know I don't really have I do hope to write more books I was very um speci very uh, specific about keeping this just about uh parenting situations so there's nothing about like me really personal or you know the way I grew up there's no relationship things so hopefully I will be able to write some oh you're some saying you've got more stories in you that you can tell each for the next book right that's right I love that rainbow that or bow may I call you Bo? of course last thing as we're we're almost out of time I'm just curious the families the the television family your family certainly you guys have been together before what was it like when your kids met the the actors who portray an essence of them on television uh <sighs> You know, the kids, my kids are such a different age range. Initially, they were, um, you know, I think fans of the kids. And then they start to feel like, oh, yeah, like we're friends and like they're me. And I'm like, no, they're not you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, initially they were definitely fans. And I think now it's a, much more of a friendship. The book is Keeping Up with the Johnsons, Bo's Guide to Blackish Parenting, the Author is Dr. Rainbow Barris. Congratulations on the book. The book is available in stores now, wherever you buy books. Uh, came out on May the 8th. And uh, I just thank you and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am very grateful for the opportunity and really, really happy to be here in Atlanta. So thank you. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.